Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Modern Loving Family Podcast, where we talk about all things polyamory, parenting, queerness, and love in the modern age. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Modern Loving Family. Today's episode title is Love Me Tender, but no, we are not talking about the uh, classic Elvis hit. We are instead talking about Tinder, the online dating and geosocial networking application launched in 2012. Bit of a dumpster fire that has changed the dating landscape forever. I am your host with the most matches on this garbage app at this table, Jamie. That's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I, can we talk about Elvis? I'd, I'd rather talk about Elvis. We are not talking about Elvis. Okay. So who are you? I am Carl. Welcome. I am the newest member to uh, this dumpster fire, and I'm not happy to be here. <laughs> and <laughs> that's a rather deep question. Who am? Who are? Who are any of us? Really? My name is Kendi, and this is not my first rodeo with Tinder, but I will tell you that it is the freest I've ever felt while Tinderizing. Oh. As I like to put it. Oh, well, tenderizing. tenderizing. Okay, I like this. So, before we get too far into the ins and outs of Tinder, let's do a little check-in. How do we feel about putting ourselves out there on this dating app as we sit here and drink our scotch to cope with our life choices? Well, if you're following along in real time, drinking our scotch at midday. So, I think that will tell you mm-hmm. how we feel about our life decisions to yeah. get on Tinder. Yeah. Theoretically, I can see, you know, the benefit. Connecting people. Putting people together. Mm-hmm. We will see how the actuality went. Okay. Yeah. Well, cheers. Cheers. Oh. Slancha. Clink, clink. Clink, yes. clink. All right. To our good health. We, we deserve this. Mm-hmm. To our good health and continued matches. So let's recap. So last week we reviewed Field, mm-hmm. the dating app for non-monogamous folks. And yeah, we've had some conversations happen since then. You and I matched with a married couple separately. Yes, separately, yeah. And, like, they also have separate profiles. I'm sorry, I have a slight irk when couples create their, like, profile together on a dating we, app. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It feels yeah. like the Facebook accounts that are that are the joint accounts. <laughs> Stacey and Chris, all one word. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. and Mrs. Yeah. <clears throat> it, it just, because it, I'm not allowed to have a life or friends without you. Correct. If so, you tag one of us, you tag us both. Yeah. But. So we so we we've been carrying on a couple of conversations. I have a couple of matches. Other than that, and then you, you I, I have a conversation that's in early stages, but with what what sounds like a very nice woman. So I, I am. I I will not take back most of what I said last week, but <laughs> but it is it is more hopeful. Okay, there we are. So um, up until recently. The sort of temperature check in this polycule was, no, we're not going to get anywhere near dating because we don't have the time, the resources, the blah, blah, blah for any of this. And then I got a wild hair that we were going to start reviewing dating apps um, for the podcast because everything is content. Didn't you know? <laughs> I, I'm, I, yes, I'm listening. So I, how do we feel about possibly balancing maybe going on a few dates, but also our work? Our family life, raising kids, our hobbies, everything else that we have going on. I mean, we're already juggling everything in this hellscape that is late stage capitalism. What's one more? What's one more ball in the air? I I love 
I love the optimism of that statement. What oh, I, I have. I mean, not that not that that's actually going to happen or anything, yeah. but. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the Google Calendar makes this, you know, a wild hair for sure. It and does. You, I, and I'm going to tell you something. I have, a, I have a gripe. That fucking calendar hasn't even been updated. And so I know there's some shit that's missing. So we're going to have to have a talk. Look, I have tried to sync my work calendar with the Polygill calendar so many times. And I can't figure out how to make the two of them talk to each other. So if there are any tech gurus out there that can like assist me in this matter, I would be so appreciative. We might so, take it to a coffee. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. See, that's see, that's the key is that we need to date like somebody who's tech savvy so that they can sweep in and like do this. That needs to be on the profile. Like, yeah. You know, tech savvy. Yeah. Ethical non-monogamy, polyamory. Must be able to make Outlook Calendar and Google Calendar talk to one another. I feel like there's a third party app that can do that. I have tried. This is not the podcast for that. Yeah, no, it's not. No, no. So, okay. Balance. We, so we decided, um, we took a vote as a polycule and we decided to review Tinder for you all this week. Um, so as I said before, Tinder launched in 2012. And if you've never been on Tinder, allow me to give you sort of a glimpse into how it works. On Tinder, users swipe right to like a profile or they swipe left to dislike a profile these profiles include photos, a short bio, some interests, and recently there's been an app update to where we can include things like vaccinated or not vaccinated or monogamous or non-monogamous or open to discussion, etc. So Tinder uses a double opt-in system, which is also called matching, where two users must like each other before they can exchange messages. We'll talk about this more in a bit, but you can subscribe to Tinder Premium where you can see who likes you without actually liking them first, which I think is a little bit of a cheat, but that's just me. Maybe I'm too old school. So um, the most recent statistics that I could find were from 2020 when Tinder had 6.2 million subscribers and 75 million monthly active users. As of 2021, Tinder has recorded more than 65 billion matches worldwide. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Matches. Yes. Well, but keep in mind that matches doesn't mean like a relationship. No, no, no. no. But, it's a... But a like and like. A like yeah, and a like and possibly a conversation. So, um, Tinder was born at a hackathon at Hash Labs Incubator in West Hollywood, Los Angeles County, California in the United States in 2012. So... Um, Hackers bought us Tinder? Yes. Nice. This was also something that I thought was particularly interesting. So um, in September 2012 is when Tinder was soft launched in the App Store. Um, it was also launched at several college campuses. So it kind of took like the Facebook route. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then it started to spread quickly. So um, Tinder's selection function was initially click-based instead of swipe-based. Did you all know this? Uh, I Thinks, I think I remember that. I don't remember it being click-based. I don't know if I was on Tinder at that point. So no, I More, more like the field, plus or minus. Kind of, but even on field, on, on field, can you swipe? You can swipe, but it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't... No, you're swiping between profiles. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. but it's not a like or a, or but a it's dislike. A, yeah, yeah, you get a hard or a minus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so I guess it was based originally more like that. <clears throat> I don't personally remember that, but I've also slept and I've <clears throat> had a couple of kids since then. Right. Um, so in 2013 is when it evolved into the swipe feature, which has arguably become sort of a sociocultural touch point. We talk about swiping in general conversation. Um, the feature was established when Rad and um, Badin, the like two 
main people over there became interested in something called gamification. Have you all heard of this before I told you about it today? I have not. I have. I mean, it's an education term Mm -hmm. as well, right? Trying to gamify learning in a way that, you know, that makes it seem like it's more fun. And then theoretically it, it, it interacts in a deeper level with students. Yes. And when you take it in the education sort of sphere, it's, you know, kind of wholesome. Right? Noble, even. <laughs> you're getting kids interested in something that they might not be interested in otherwise. You're helping them learn in a way that's approachable. In something like a dating app, I think it becomes a little bit more insidious. But let's take a look at the definition. So this is from Oxford. This is the application of typical elements of game playing, such as point scoring, competition with others, and rules of play to other areas of activity typically as an online marketing technique to encourage engagement with a product or service. Now, it has been reported by different health agencies, even <clears throat> like even a few like different news articles and things that I have found that people report Tinder being addictive. I can believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, can, can you speak to that? Have you found yourselves on there scrolling for like more time than you intended? Aimlessly. Or, okay. I, I'm just, I'm just swiping left. I'm yeah. Like, this is, I, and I'm, I'm thinking I should go to sleep by now. Yeah. But the, the urge to just stay up and do that. Um, I, and now that I can speak it out about like with the, with the kernel of hope that maybe the next one won't be a left swipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the dopamine sort of hit, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I could get this. I could get that. I, no, it's totally, totally a thing. Um, I, I have, I have not felt that dopamine rush from from either of these, you know. Right, apps because so far. you have a a deep seated distrust and sort of. <laughs> I don't even. I don't know that distrust is the right word, but you're not enthused about reviewing these apps. I'm not enthused with the results yeah. so far. Yeah. I think I think that the idea, yeah. right? The idea is a sound one, and mm-hmm. and uh, turning dating and turning relationships into in, you know into a competition does sort of strike me though at a fundamental level as being just kind of icky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and then we also have to combine that idea of basically turning our social romantic relationships into a game also with the fact that these companies make billions in profits off of us. So while How? We're, we'll get to it, <laughs> uh, I mean, but it comes from a variety of things, right? It comes from these subscriptions for the premiums. It comes from ads. I mean, there are all kinds of ways that these companies profit, but they are recording billions in profits off of dating apps. Mm -hmm. And so it is something that I think that we should think about as ethical consumers when we put ourselves onto these apps is who is benefiting from it, right? But we'll probably get into more of that in a little bit. So if you... But remember, the Modern Loving Family is ad-free for your for your enjoyment for now for now now. but you know you want to sponsor us yeah we got we got two kids y'all so like they ain't cheap no um so in october 2014 you were saying that you know you have found yourself kind of getting sucked into swiping i have definitely found myself sucked into swiping not so much this time 
But in the past when I've been on Tinder, I'll get into a mode and I'll be swiping and I'll like automatically swipe left on a profile that, you know, I meant to swipe right on or something. Well, Tinder realizes that. And so they start coming out with different subscriptions where you can rewind and you can get that person back that you just accidentally swiped on and things like that. So we are not alone. Other people are finding Tinder just as addictive. So by October 2014, Tinder users completed over 1 billion swipes per day. And this is in 2014, so this is nearly 10 years ago, right? Wow. Producing about 12 million matches per day. By then, Tinder's average user generally spent about 90 day, ninety minutes a day on the app. 90 Fuck, minutes a day. I can believe that. I, I don't want to, but I can. I can believe it. I personally can't spend 90 minutes a day on an app because I have other things to do. But... If you are young, single, don't have kids, then, I mean, I could easily see yourself getting sucked into yeah, this app. You put on Netflix, you get a glass of wine. Right. Just start like, going. as you're doing other things. I now know why my students are not turning in their assignments. <laughs> <laughs> that 90 minutes could easily be spent mm-hmm. pulling your grade up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, as I just mentioned, Tinder has released a rewind feature that came out in 2015. The super like feature also came out in 2015. Ooh. And it retired its Tinder moments and last active feature. So you used to be able to see when somebody was last active. Mm -hmm. In 2016, Tinder was the most popular dating app in the United States. And this is probably about when I first started using Tinder. I think it was like 2015, 2016-ish for me. I remember downloading it in in 2012. You downloaded it that early? Yes, because uh, that was one of the only dating sites... Or dating apps, uh, one of, excuse me, one of the first ones that I downloaded, because that was the one where I, I put, you know, Polly and, you know, partner, da 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 and I got, like, accosted by the first match I got. It was like, well, what do you mean by that? What are your intentions here? And I'm like, I literally put it in my bio. It's literally like, in my bio. I don't know what else to say. Are you, do you think I'm pretty? Like, those were the things <laughs> going through my head. Oh, God. Okay, so... um In 2016, it was the most popular dating app in the United States. In September 2016, the company also initiated testing of its Boost functionality in Australia, and the feature went live for all users in October of that year. In November 2016, Tinder introduced more options for gender selection, and that is interesting, and let me tell you why. Are you curious as to why? I think I might have an idea why. I'm listening. So in August of 2015, Business Insider reported that transgender Tinder users were being reported and banned for being transgender. Or for putting down a gender that they don't right, that appear they to be. or that specifically have all of the markers mm-hmm. of passing for. Yes. Yeah, so reported by other members. Reported by other transphobic members, yeah. yes. Ugh. So the article included an interview with a trans woman who also described abusive messages she received that included trans misogyny and homophobia. In December 2017, Vice reported that the pattern of being reported and banned had continued. Keep in mind, this is literally after they expanded gender categories within the app. On Tinder? The hell you say? I know. The article included an anecdote from American YouTuber Kat Black saying that every account she had ever had on Tinder had been banned. I followed her for a long time and she's phenomenal. Okay. I I am not super familiar with her work. I, I probably should be. So in March of 2018, an article in The Cut reported that a trans woman sued Tinder for removing her profile and refusing to explain why it had been deleted. 
The article further reported that many transgender people had their accounts reported and banned, some within several hours of opening them. So they were banning them quick. Wow. With the quickness. Wow. In that customer service. Yeah. In October 2019, Pink News reported that the reporting and banning of trans people had continued. So, okay, 2019, right? So, in November of 2016 is when we had some gender expansive options listed. Three years later, we are still having issues with accounts being banned. So, this is kind of one of those, like, episodes to me of an app or a or a business kind of producing lip service for we're being so inclusive Mm -hmm. and then it not actually carrying out in practice. Surely. So I was also surprised by this information because I have matched with several, with several trans people on Tinder. Same. Like not this go around necessarily, but in the past I have matched with several trans women. I have matched with a couple of trans men and I never knew. And I mean, this would have been around like the 2019 kind of era that mm. this would have been happening for me. So I have no idea that this was just a rampant problem in the app. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, but by taking them off the app, by deleting them from the app, right, you wouldn't know. Correct. So, um, in this is like still happening. So one of the most recent ones that I um, found was in August of 2022, an article in The Cut highlighted the issue again. So this is just last year. One trans woman interviewed recommended OkCupid as a friendlier um, option to LGBTQ plus people. Also, if you're hearing the baby in the background, it's because she woke up literally as we were getting the mics out. So actually, I think it's kind of lending a really wholesome lens to an otherwise not wholesome episode of this podcast at all. It's, it's balance. Yeah. She's got some feelings, though. I mean, true. Can you say trash fire? <gasps> yeah. Trash fire. Trash fire. Tinder is a trash fire. Yes. All right. So, launching along our timeline of Tinder, in August of 2017 is when Tinder Gold was launched, which allows subscribers to see which users swiped back Without alerting those users. So, what experience do you have with the Tinder Gold feature? So, the Tinder Gold is that, that little gold card. Uh, mm-hmm. So, if, if we haven't gone through, like, you know, setting up your profile and all that stuff. But if you've, if you've been on Tinder, you know when you go to your messages section in the top left-hand corner, there's, uh, or on the top row, there are the people that you've matched with. Maybe you haven't messaged them yet, but they're all there. But on the very left is the gold feature. And yes. you can see the number of people that have liked you without you knowing who they are. Mm-hmm. And whatever that number is, you know, represents whoever, how many, however many people there are. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to see it, you got to play with that money, baby. Yeah. And I'm absolutely not doing that. Not, not now. Not ever. I have enough debt. I don't need Correct. to know this. I, I don't need to know this. Plus for me, like if I haven't swiped them back... There's a reason. Right. There's a reason. I don't understand. And like, but people really hate that they can't see who's liked them. Because in a lot of these profiles, in my experience, I see, I'm not paying premium for this service. So here's my Snapchat. So if you like me, hit me up on there. So these users are actively moving the conversation off of this platform before they even get the conversation started. Mm -hmm. Which is also a safety issue, right? I mean, but we're going to get more into safety issues in just a minute. So, um, under new matches, you can see how many people have liked you. 
So here's the interesting thing for me. So um, this morning, so up until now, I have only set my parameters to include women, um, which I hate that that is so restrictive because really, if I could, I would just say not men, which includes more than women. women. Mm -hmm. I just don't want cisgender men, really. Um, this morning, I decided for the sake of this podcast, dear listeners, doing God's work, <laughs> that I would go ahead and set it for everyone. And I told the boys, I was like, I probably have a time limit of two hours for this. Dear listeners, I did not make it two hours. Nope. Um, I did not even make it close, I don't think. Um, but up until then, so when I had it just set to women, I had maybe like 30 something or 40 something likes. And in the span of the hour or hour and a half, maybe, that I had it set to everyone, my new matches on Tinder Gold is at 99 plus. You can't eat, you're off of the scale. I am off of this the scale. This is amazing. And the thing is, is that what I've been explaining to these two is like, that's not a brag. Because men just don't discriminate on these apps. <laughs> like, they just don't care. They genuinely don't care. They look at a picture, they go, Oh, well, she's kind of passably pretty. I'm going to go ahead and swipe right. And I don't know what Just in that, case. Yeah, I don't know what that man voice is that I just did. You but... do that man voice often. It's, it's gotten better over the years. Oh, well, thank you. So, okay. So, how many matches do you have, Kendi, under Tinder Gold? Under Tinder Gold, I'm at 43. And that's after, like, a week. Yeah. Of yeah, being yeah. on this app. Yeah. And you have yours set to everyone as well, right? Correct. But how many people have you matched with on this app, like matched match? Oh, I've only matched with one, two, three, four, five. Okay. I have matched with one, two, three, four, and that's only because um, I've maybe spent an hour on this app because I can't. I just cannot with it. I can't. So... Have you? What has your experience been? I, I have one gold. Like no idea who they are because I apparently did not also swipe with them. Okay, I guess that they were one of the the people that you were talking about that is absolutely not in your demographic. <laughs> I mean, I, I will. I will say that there are more. People here, yeah, and there were on field. Yeah, there's definitely more people that use this app, especially for our area. The problem is, is that you have to wade through all of all the those people, people that are absolutely not going to fit mm -hmm. in your parameters. No, the uh, the only way in which I would be even tempted to sign up for the gold is to help me with my limiting yeah. search features. Yeah, I, I don't care about the super likes or any of the other, but but being able to just sort. You yeah. know, the monogamous folks out. Yeah, it would, make would be kind of handy. Yeah. yeah, and that's how they get you. So, so like I said, this launched in 2017. This Tinder Gold quickly became a successful revenue source for the company, boosting match groups total revenue by 19. percent which is about? like pretty hefty, right? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. considering that it's one feature. Yeah. This boost in revenue and profits came as Tinder's paid member account rose by a record four hundred and seventy-six thousand to more than two point five million. And keep in mind, this is two thousand seventeen, so it's arguably <clears throat> most likely more now. I would imagine. Oh, it has mm -hmm. to be. But how, so, how much? How much is the goal? I don't even. I didn't even get that far. For Tinder Gold. Tinder yeah. Gold is for. 
It's for if you do one week, it's eighteen ninety nine a week. So 20, 20, 20 bucks for a week. One month, it's ten dollars a week, and if you do a six month bundle, it's five eighty three a week. Then per you week. have to like pay in one lump sum. Correct. Yes. Yeah. That's how all the apps subscriptions are. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just I have a note in here in like my show notes of capitalism at its finest. A company is gamifying our social and romantic relationships and making record profits off of it. Right? Because all of us are so busy, right, with our jobs and our obligations and things like that, that for many of us, if we're wanting to make genuine human connections, we're having to go this route, right? Because this is how we're going to meet people that actually share our interests and things like this. But all it takes is one connection. But it doesn't if you're polyamorous. (laughs) But yeah, I mean... I think that this is really interesting. You know, you, your friend Tanya was just in town and she gave a talk over religious trauma. And there was a lot of talk in there about the role that church and religious life serves. And it serves as community building, right? And so when you take that out of the equation, as many of us have, especially those of us in the millennial generation and younger, something has to come in and fill that void. And my argument would be that dating apps are actually trying to come in and fill that void. Not in a great way. (laughs) Not in a great way Mm. at all. But they are kind of coming into this space and they are profiting off of it because we are really struggling for human connection and finding time for human connection. Mm -hmm. Is it profitable? That's more important to the developers than, you know... Anything else? Right. It's not moral at all. <laughs> so in 2018, Tinder had an annual revenue of 805 million and accounted for 48% of Match Group's 2018 annual revenue of 1.67 billion. Okay, so Match Group is the parent company yes. that houses Tinder. Yes. And other dating apps or I believe so. So I mean you're you're more than welcome to to Google it I and, will. and see what else they own. Um in August of 2018, Tinder had over 3.7 million paid subscribers. In August of 2018, Tinder launched Tinder University, a feature that allows college students to connect with other students on their campus and at nearby schools. Aha. Match Group is an American internet and technology company headquartered in Dallas, Texas. It owns and operates the largest global portfolio of popular online dating services, including Tinder, Match.com, Meetic, OkCupid, Hinge, Plenty of Fish, Our Time, and other dating global brands. Most of them. That's most of. Magic has its corner. We have handed over our social and romantic connections to one holding company. Sounds like fucking capitalism, doesn't it? Oh my god, (laughs) this is horrifying. This is actually horrifying. The the Nabisco of the. I mean, truly, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's probably done through corporate acquisition. Right. right? Yeah. I, I, they didn't start all of them. No. But they have acquired all of them. But right. they've acquired all of them. And so we really do have, like, one corporation that is determining a lot of our romantic connections, which I feel like we should all be a little concerned about. But um, it is a publicly traded company. So if we want to buy stock and then, you know. And then take it back. Yeah. And the very profitable I, I, I love that we, we still have that starry-eyed view of capitalism, that we think that we can buy shares and take it back. But so, I, I'm sure they have lots of, you know, women-aligned folks and, and minorities in their 
board of trustees and I have and, not looked up a picture of their board of trustees, but you are more than welcome to. Uh, the key people are all dudes. Shock. In 2019, Tinder had annual revenue of $1.152 billion and accounted for 58% of Match Group's total 2019 annual revenue of $2 billion. Match Group's market cap as of December 30th, 2019 was $21.09 billion. Bleh. So this was like right before the pandemic, so I'm sure that it took a hit as the pandemic hit. Or did it. Or did it. I'm about to get into that. So, on May 10th of 2019, it was reported that Tinder was planning for a lighter version of the app, Tinder Lite, aimed at growing markets where data usage bandwidth and storage space are a concern. Because if those things are a concern, I definitely have time for Tinder. Um, Which, I mean, granted, maybe people do. I don't know. I don't live in one of those areas. Please don't come for me. Um, (laughs) Well, but... but Certainly international markets. I mean, this is a global. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There are global markets where this is this is going to be like hugely impactful, right? So Tinder had 5.2 million paying subscribers at the end of 2019 second quarter, up 1.5 million from the year before. Yeah, yeah, that face right there. There are a lot of people who are paying for this. Like I know that we all downloaded this and we like made really snide remarks about like paying for a subscription service, Mm -hmm. but people are, Mm -hmm. there were actually a lot of people who are paying for this. So, um, in January, 2020, the Tinder administration enabled a panic button and anti catfishing technology to improve us users safety. I'm sure that all of us have heard of catfishing before, but just in case someone hasn't, can you all give us a working definition of what it means to catfish someone? I can read the, uh, you know, the, the official definition and then my own interpretation. Okay, sure. Yes. Um, so the official is any of an order of a chiefly freshwater stout body. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Someone who pretends on social media to be someone different in order to attract or trick other people. Yes. Um, and yeah, that's that shit is wild, yo. There's there's TV series devoted to that shit. Like, there are indeed. And yeah, there has been a lot of safety talk when it comes to talking about Tinder and online dating in general. So um, the idea of this panic button is if you're on a date and something goes wrong, you can hit this panic button and it will transmit your location and it will call emergency um, services for you through the Noonlight app. Um, Also, before going to a meeting, users are required to take selfies to prove their photos and Tinder profiles um, match their real identities. So for me, I actually, whenever I first downloaded the app, um, I got a message saying that it had locked my account. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to do a thing where like I took selfies and these prescribed poses so that they could actually make sure that I was a real person. I don't know why my account got locked. Did that happen for y'all? Not for me. I mean, I, I started, started mine, created mine from nothing. Yeah. And they made me take a video of myself or something to, yeah, to see if it matched my photos. Oh, wow. Interesting. I I had like the easy route and I just like, I just put my selfies on there and I was like, all right, you're in. (laughs) Okay. The one time a black person has it easier than y'all. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, I will say that in my experience on this app, I have seen less profiles that appear to be bots. What do you all, like, what is your experience? Well, I reported at least four of them today for being bots. Okay. So, so obviously these safety features have maybe leave a little bit to be desired. What about you? 
Do you come across any like absolutely this is a fake profile? No. Okay. Not really. No, no I mean, not the, you know, none of the, you know, Snapchat, mm-hmm. you know. You had a lot of that on field, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Did you have much of that on field? Fake profiles? Yeah. yeah I, 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 probably about five or six. I have seen none on either app. Like, I don't know if they're just like absolutely targeting men and aligned people, but I, I guess. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't exactly be shocked either. We, we're not discriminating. You're, you really don't. You huh. really don't. That looks hot. Yeah. Swipe right. So, um, in 2020, there were I can only some... imagine how much better that will be in the, you know, in the computer-generated AI. So, in 2020, some things happened. I think that we all probably remember. A little bit, yeah. Um, yeah. In March 2020, Tinder temporarily made its passport feature available for, for free for all of its users worldwide. Previously, this feature had only been accessible to users who had purchased a subscription. And this is where, dear listeners, I am going to insert a confession. I once paid like a fiver or something because there was like a sale. I remember like the only reason why I did it was because it was like very, very cheap. And I actually used Tinder Passport. This would have been in 2019. That's true. I remember and this. And I went on a date while I was in London. So, that is my confession for for the evening. So, Ian, if you're out there, hope you're doing well. Hello, um, mate. Thank you for the uh, date to... Um, where did we go? You went to a pub, but you were pregnant. Yeah, so. I <laughs> Fish so, and chips. So. Yeah, I, I drank a lot of tea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you were well caffeinated. Yeah. So in March of 2021, Tinder announced a service that would let users run background checks on potential matches after an investment in Garbo, a company that collects public records and reports of violence or abuse, including arrests, convictions, restraining orders, harassment, and vi- other violent crimes. Garbo does not publicize drug possession charges or traffic violations, citing disproportionate incarceration. So apparently they learned something from 2020. You know, hey, one thing out of a lot. The service comes with a fee that has not yet been disclosed to users as of when I looked up this information. I'm assuming it's out there now. Um, And in August 2021, Tinder announced an ID verification service to mitigate catfishing on the platform. So um, fast warning to 2023, Match Group announced its intent to restrict access to Tinder in Russia and this is where this is where a little funny story comes in, and also something that I feel like could only happen in Russia. Mm-hmm. And withdraw from the Russian market by June 30th, 2023, citing the need to protect human rights. In doing so, it became one of many Western companies to leave Russia after the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Tinder became unavailable in Russia on the intended date. And in response, I'm sorry that I'm laughing. It just it this just tickled me so much. A group of Russians staged a mock funeral. Mourners dressed in black shared their stories and experiences with the app and placed red carnations on a mock gravestone in the form of a smartphone. (laughs) I just, I feel like that's only a response that Russia could come up with. I feel like that's only a response that this generation could come up yeah, with. Yeah, I, 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 okay, okay. I'm going to take back my comment, and yeah. I'm going to say that that's probably the more accurate thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, the Gen Xer and me wants to say, in Russia, Tinder swipe you. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to get canceled before we even we get are, anywhere. <laughs> we are. There 
but but if 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 you got that joke, schedule your colonoscopy. <laughs> or you can hit Carl up for a date. Um, so in twenty, why not both? <laughs> oh God! In twenty twenty three, Tinder introduced a new feature: Tinder Matchmaker. Oh. This allows the user's friends and family to access their Tinder account oh. and suggest potential partners for them, oh. which honestly sounds like my nightmare. I am I'm holding back we, the vial. We, we didn't try that. Honestly, I, you know, we should that have. Is, that is actually something that we Just should have done. In I a, could have swiped for you. In a really icky kind of way, yeah. Although, like, I will say... I like. I feel like if the three of us started swiping for each other, all it would take would be y'all acting like dumbasses for like one day, and I would totally go in and fuck with your dick. And like swipe. <laughs> that's actually that's fucking hilarious. Can <laughs> I swipe right on all of the? Can you make it worse? I, yes, I can. I heard you. Accept it. I get a message. I, you know what? I didn't know you liked Trump too. <laughs> oh, oh, Jamie. <laughs> Shouldn't have pissed me off. So, um, I mentioned this before, but there has been some criticism of Tinder um, regarding issues including cybersecurity, data privacy, and even public health. Public health officials in both Rhode Island and Utah have claimed that Tinder and similar apps are responsible for an increase in some STIs. Because of the nature of the app's encouragement of casual hookup culture. In February 2014, security researchers in New York found a flaw that made it possible to find users' precise locations for between 40 and 165 days. Oh, my God. Which yeah, what could go wrong? Yeah, what could go wrong for women and women-aligned people with something Ooh. like that? Um, the issue was resolved within 48 hours, according to a spokesperson from Tinder. However, in August 2016, two engineers found another flaw that showed all users matches exact locations. The location was updated every time a user logged into the app. So not only their, their location whenever you first match with them, but as they move around. Jesus. Not great. Not great. So, the issue was detected in March 2016, and get this, wasn't fixed until August 2016. I'm, like, reasonably sure that I was actually on Tinder for at least some of that. 2016, yes, you would have been. And I don't remember hearing anything about this. Uh, there was there was nothing that was talking about. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it, That's fucked up, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So, so, yeah, there's obviously some safety issues here, right? Um, massive safety issues. What, what, what must the uh, developer, you know, weekly meeting have looked like? I mean, you know, we got this thing going on. We should fix this. Nah. Yeah, we can put it off till next How week. many billions? I'll, 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 I'll add it to the punch list. I'll yeah. get to it. Let's yeah. move it down on the agenda. This isn't something concerning at all. I we shouldn't go. take the app they must, have, they must have hired that dude from Jurassic Park. I got to go ride my dolphin later. I don't give a shit about this. But yeah, like that's that's a significant enough bug that, in my opinion, the entire app should have gone dark mm-hmm. <laughs> because people could literally die because of that, and it didn't. It didn't, as far as I know. It carried on for like four months before it was actually resolved. So that's six oh, months. Six months. Yeah. Excuse me. I haven't even like really had a whole lot of this scotch, but apparently I can't. Type. I've had all of mine, and yet I can count still. I can't type and or count. So yeah. Um. 
speaking of women and women aligned people and kind of our experience on this app and the things that we have to consider when we're dating, let's talk about some user behavior statistics. So as I just referenced, I have over 99 matches or potential matches if I had only swiped right. If you had only swiped. In the whopping hour and a half that I had For a low set, price of $5.83. <laughs> that I had it set for <clears throat> But you all have a Full different month. experience. Yep. Mm-hmm. And why do you think that is? Can you tell me your expert opinions on that? Russian bots. <laughs> I'm, I wasn't even drinking anything, but I almost like still spit up just from laughter. Um, I think that my experience is different because I newsflash people. If you don't already know, I am bisexual. Oh, let's just put that out there in the ether. Uh, that means I like my uh, people that are like me and people that are not like me. It means that Kendi is an equal opportunist. Let me tell you, affirmative action doesn't stop you. <laughs> <laughs> so I have mindset to to all. Um and I the the only matches that I have so far are men or men aligned people. Really? Really? You don't have I, a single woman or woman aligned. Single woman. Not a single woman really? or woman aligned person at all on my my matches. Um and I mean, how much time would you say that you spent on the app? I mean, Maybe a half hour a day, like not, I mean, like cumulatively, in, like in five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. in like in bursts, you know. Yeah. But like, I haven't just sat down and done like a ninety-minute blitz and just been there on it. But I think like you know, swiping. Yeah. Oh, hey, there's somebody that that seems cool. I re- and I read because I have to know if it says monogamy. I immediately swipe left right. because I don't want to be anybody's polyamory training wheels. Nor do I want to even just incur that kind of damage in my life. We're not really in the habit of conversion around here. No, we we just we yeah we're not evangelizing. No, no, we are not evangelizing. No, you, they they put it down for a reason. I respect yeah, it. I respect the reason. The mm-hmm. only evangelizing of polyamory that we do is actually on this podcast. So truly, yeah. I mean, we got, we got kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we got to have a village. So okay, you have only. Only male, male lines. Matches. matches. Correct. Okay. I, I obviously can't see all of the profiles on my 99 plus likes, but they also give you like a little preview, like down at the very top of your message. And it's like, so-and-so likes you. Mm-hmm. And I will say that for the past few hours, since I had that brief 90 minutes where I turned it on for everyone, every single one of those so-and-so likes you. Has been a presumably male name. Travis likes me so far, and oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Well, Travis, if you're listening, <laughs> shoot your shot. <laughs> I'm here. So the reason why I point this out is that men use dating apps and websites more than women and women-aligned people do, both by frequency of use and number of users, according to, according to Statista, as of March 2021. So, further breaking that down, 75.8% of the U.S. Tinder user base is male. Shocking. 24.2% is female. I am sorry that these are so binary. These are literally the statistics I looked up. Um, the first study on swiping strategies revealed that men tend to like a large proportion of the women they view, but only receive a tiny fraction of matches in return, just 0.6%. Shh. 
While women are much more selective about swiping, but match at a 10% higher rate than men. The study also found that women are more engaged, take longer to compose their messages, and write longer messages. I think that all of this is really fascinating, especially when you're looking at this through the lens of polyamory. Because one thing that I have seen frequently in polyamory groups, Reddit, etc., is my partner gets so much more attention than me. They get so many more matches than me. They have so many more dates than me. It's for a reason. Mm -hmm. It's for a reason. These apps are inundated with men and male aligned people. And so if you are a person that engages with men and men aligned people, there's just a larger pool for you to pull from. They also statistically don't discriminate. And I can also tell you from experience, they don't discriminate. (laughs) I am a pretty average looking person in my estimation. I realize that you two are going to say the opposite of that because you are like contractually and socially obligated to say that, which I appreciate. But by and large, I am pretty average. And yet I get hundreds of engagements on these things like per day. Like, if I really wanted to and I kept everyone turned on, I would get that many likes, like, probably for a week until, like, the pool was exhausted, right? But you keep us turned on, and that's okay. Boom. <clears throat> and, baby, I can't even swim. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. This is going off the rails. So, um, so yeah, there's there's this really big dichotomy between the experience of male and male aligned users on this app and female and female aligned users. Um, and... That is problematic in a few different ways, right? So Mm -hmm. for one, we it's not good to be inundated with this much activity, right? And then from a polyamorous standpoint, it's going to set up some possibly bad vibes in your home life if you're getting 80 bazillion likes and your partner's getting none. You look like you have something to say. Uh, that assumes that you're not aware of those statistics and you were expecting something different. Correct. This but, is my shocked face. But, I mean, we had some awareness of these statistics, right? Because we were researching for the podcast. But not everybody would. Right. Right? And I can fully attest to before I had any inkling of research, when I would see that you got, you know, hundreds of or however many likes, I would be like, man, why, why can't I do that? Right. And working through that jealousy. Right. So it breeds jealousy. It breeds resentment. And it, it, again, it just sort of makes you feel a little less than it's just, it's just it vibes, honestly, Mm -hmm. in my experience. So wholeheartedly agree. Um, in August, 2015, this is published in Vanity Fair. Tinder operates within a culture of users seeking sex without relationships is what journalist Nancy Joe sales wrote. In 2017, Department of Communication Studies at Texas Tech University conducted a study to see how infidelity was connected to Tinder. The experiment was conducted on 550 students, which is admittedly a fairly small pool. Mm -hmm, So I want us to take this with a grain of salt. From an unnamed university in the southwestern United States. The students first provided their demographic information and then answered questions about Tinder's link to infidelity. The results showed that more than half reported having seen somebody on Tinder that they knew was in an exclusive relationship. 
So that's 63.9% of the total poll. And 73.1% of participants reported that they knew male friends who used Tinder while in a relationship, and 56.1% reported that they had female friends who used Tinder while in a relationship. So what are your thoughts on this? I, I feel like you probably have some thoughts on this, having used Tinder for a little bit longer, because I know that you have definitely been accused of... Infidelity. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think, so my experience was, yes, I was accused of like not really being who I said, who I said I was. I'm not really being polyamorous. I was just trying to fuck around with and, and, and use that moniker as, you know, the, the get out of jail free card. Um, and, and so dealing with that, you know, ex explanation of who I am, first of all, and I think the hardest part then was trying to explain ethical non-monogamy to somebody who absolutely had no ear to even want to understand what I had to say and beating my head against the wall thinking, why don't they believe me? Why don't they believe me? And then finally coming to the realization is not everyone's going to be into this. Right. This isn't everyone's life. This right. isn't everyone's lifestyle. And so I have to, you know, take myself out of the equation, take my ego out and be like, you know what? If that's not it, then we should unmatch because this is obviously not going to go anywhere. Um, lately, you know, with 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 where I am now, like I'm not coming to this with any expectations for anything, really. And so this has been, like I was saying, kind of my my freest tenderizing experience because I'm just putting it out there. And it's like if you want to if, if you want to talk and become new friends, blah, blah, blah. That's what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. um, and so now it's it's there's no pressure and there's no there's no need for me to explain myself, because if somebody really has a question, I don't feel pressured into convincing them that I am a quote unquote good guy. Yeah, I will say that this is like the lowest expectations I've ever had going into any kind of dating app. <laughs> Just go around to reviewing things for this podcast. Do you think that things are different now that? non-monogamy and polyamory is more socially acceptable and certainly more socially known at least. I, I, I think so. Um, I, I <clears throat> and I think the difference between, you know, under the ethnic monogamy umbrella polyamory, I think since like swinging is, um, I would, I would argue that it might be a less of a thing for the millennial generation than previous generations and polyamory is more attuned to the millennial or gen z uh generation it seems like we are more apt to know about it and maybe even know personal connections that are polyamorous and have that view of them as quote-unquote normal people mm -hmm. yeah i mean non-monogamy is on the rise like it is absolutely on the rise i mean when we first got together it was in 2009 mm -hmm. Resources were limited. We had the ethical slut. Yeah, we had the ethical slut. We had opening up, and that was it. Mm. <laughs> a few online forums, mm. but, like, nothing really local um, other than, like, some a few very small groups that, like, we looked into and were, like, a little skeeved out by. Just totes. Um, consensual non-monogamy, right? Consensual non-monogamy, okay. correct. Yeah. Um, but now, like, they're... There are a lot more resources for ethical non-monogamy. It's being talked about. I mean, even, you know, I, I started a new job this year. And even there when, I mean, I, from week one, was referencing both my partners. And nobody's really bad at an eye about it too much. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that it's more talked about than any other time that we've been on Tinder in the past. Surely. To the point where Tinder has a category for it now, right? Where mm. you can actually indicate if you're monogamous or non-monogamous. And for nine ninety nine, you can search for mm. like. Right. Yeah. You and can filter those. Uh, I'll try, sure, no, I'll try 20, 20 bucks. Yeah. They make sure to bury it to mm. where like you really have to be looking for it in order to see it. And one thing I've noticed is that not everyone even indicates... <laughs> Yes or no. And if I don't see an indication, I default to monogamous and I swipe yeah. left. That's pretty much been what I've been doing too. Mm-hmm. So, um, Let's talk about some pros and cons that we have found about, about Tinder. And I definitely have a list of pros and cons as well from an article in Marie Claire um, that is from 2014. But honestly... These kind of still <laughs> apply. apply, but I want to hear what we have to say first. So, Kendi, what are your pros about Tinder? Um, <clears throat> I guess my pros are um, the ease in which I can, you know, see someone, and you know, I, I still, I'm still like super demisexual. Like I can see, oh, you're pretty, but it's like I'm not like trying to, I'm not trying to get in there immediately. Right. And it's like, oh, you, you, you're pretty, you know, and then I need to read, you know, what your what your positions on things are. So I think it's easy to see, you know, if you are a person that uh, likes to have immediate physical attraction, it's, it's easy to see who is attractive to you. Yeah. Um, I also think it's a pro, you know, even though I know it's a tactic, the gamification of it, it, yeah. it, it makes it, for lack of a better term, makes it fun to swipe on people. And this, you know, I'm of the generation that we had hotornot.com. <laughs> I, I mean, that and that was click based. And, you know, th- yeah. this was just like, I couldn't even imagine then I was like, wow, I can see pictures of people I've never met before and say if they're hot or not. Wow. I feel so powerful because I have this opinion that doesn't matter. Oh, um, God, that was so terrible. It was. <laughs> um, and, you know, I guess another pro of, of, of Tinder would be um, how quickly, you know, if, if, if you match with somebody, how quickly you can start messaging. I mean, it's kind of the same on all platforms, but I feel like once you see if you have a match, you have them in your queue. And if you want to continue on the uh, the pursuit, then you can do that at your leisure. Mm-hmm. Should I go? Some, what are some pros for you of Tinder? I mean, it, it's a much larger group of people yeah. to wade through. It's right? It's, and, and especially for, for someone who is now 50, right? Um, Field was full of twenty nine air quotes year olds um, that that are are in totally different life stages, right? And I think that says something for the spread of um, ethical non monogamy in you know that in that generation. generation, Um, There are plenty of forty, fifty plus. People on there, nearby, far away. I, I, I mean, yes, there there is a much larger pool to choose from. Yeah. That pool is full of pee, but <laughs> but a but a pool but a pool none but a pool nonetheless. Yeah. Um, I f- I find I find Tinder really awkward. I think it disincentivizes scrolling through somebody's profile and looking at things right that the having to hit the button to to pull up right and sit right because I, I think i have almost tried to super like people trying to get down to read information that i find important when i make a judgment like this um 
that I have to do extra things in order to get to that information yeah. is part of the gamification in a way that I hate. Right. Yeah. So I, I feel like I, I feel like I've got a PlayStation controller right when I'm trying to do it. And I'm used to an N64 controller. And so I have problems. I love that you just brought the Nintendo 64 into this discussion of Tinder. We have one here. Mm-hmm. We do. If we if we would rather like do that instead of be on Tinder. I could play Mario Kart. I would almost I can, always rather yeah. do anything. Shout out if you like Wave Race from N64. Holler Ooh, at me. yes. Golden Eye. Hit me up on yeah. Tinder. Yeah, right. Come on. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. Sorry. Go. Are, I'm are sorry. Yeah, we're done. Are y'all done having your meta moment? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the moment. Okay. For the moment. Lord. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, the same thing that you all have said, like, it is easy, but that's also a con for me <laughs> because I mean, there has been, okay. Like after one of my like major breakups, I remember downloading Tinder, not because like I was ready for dating, but I downloaded Tinder because I knew that like I needed a boost. And so I just like downloaded Tinder made a profile really quick and, you know, immediately got like a bazillion likes and it was like, Oh, there's my little ego. It feels so much better now. Dopamine, dopamine. Yeah. It, I mean, it's definitely going back to the, to the gamification of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, it's a pro that it's easy, but it's also a con because even though it's easy, the connections are sometimes really cheap. You might get a like, you might even get a match, but that's not actually going to mean that, a conversation ensues. Is that a bug or is that a feature? We could probably have an entire episode over that. Mm. Um, But yeah, like a con for me would be that, you know, you can maybe match with somebody, but is a conversation going to happen? Not necessarily because again, the pool is so large. And so a lot of people have a lot of matches. So why should they start a conversation with you? If they already have a conversation going over here. Mm. Okay. So, so is that hope or is that false hope, right? Um, mm-hmm. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Maybe I'm just like cordial because I've like messaged all my matches to be like, hey, this is who I am. Nice to meet you. Glad we matched. A little bit of oh, you're definitely cordial because I absolutely don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Understandably. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, like, especially like if I, if I have it set for everyone, like that's just, yeah, it. In that respect, if I were to do that, Tinder would become another chore, right? And, like, as a female-female-aligned person, like, there's enough for me to do in the day-to-day anyway. I mean, yesterday, we are about to go out of town for 48 hours, and the amount of things that I did yesterday just to go out of town for 48 hours was immense, right? Mm -hmm. So I pulled up this article from Marie Claire, and again, this is from 2014, so this is from, like, ancient history of Tinder. But I think it's really interesting because a lot of these pros and cons probably hold true even now. So the pros, she lists, it's quick. You don't have to agonize over a profile for hours. So if any of us have ever set up a profile on OkCupid, I like OkCupid because it is so extensive. But you really do have to devote a lot of time to setting up your OkCupid profile. And with the questions and everything that it asks you, you're basically continually devoting time to it. I was about to say that. You're always updating. Yes. And so... With, is, is that next week's... I don't know. Um, it could be. I guess we need to take a vote. So you can be up and running with your Tinder profile in less than five minutes if you really want to. And you can immediately start swiping on people. 
Unless you are like me and you have your account locked for some reason. Um, this author says it's natural. You like people in the same way you would in a bar, whether you find them attractive at first glance. A little shallow, yes, but let's face it, it's what we all do on a night out anyway, is what this author said. In my experience, this is a con <laughs> because I'm demisexual. And really, honestly, I it's very rare that I look at a person and go, oh, they're attractive. It doesn't really register with me. I don't really know how to explain it. Unless I read their profile and I find something intriguing, I might as well be looking at an amorphous blob. So, but I'm probably the most demisexual person that's polyheal, so I welcome your opinions. No, I, my opinion is that you are the most demisexual <laughs> person in this polyhue. So yeah, I mean that that's a pro or a con depending on how demisexual you are or are not. Um, the mutual friends function means people come almost come with references. If you've got ten Facebook friends in common with a match, chances are you could be onto a winner. Is what this article says. So you used to be able to kind of like see that really mm -hmm. readily. You can't so much anymore, right? Which is a pro, right, mm -hmm. from a security standpoint. It's easy to use on the run. The app's designed for mobile users and it shows. The layout's clear and it's simple to use. Perfect to fill minutes when you're waiting for the bus. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I could definitely see, you know, like when I've been traveling and stuff like that trip, when I went to London and went on the date with the dude from Tinder, I remember being like on the platform, like waiting for the underground and like scrolling through Tinder when I had signal. So, like, it's definitely a thing that you can do when you're, like, doing one of those things where you're just, like, waiting for something. So, if you have a commute, then yeah. Um, the embarrassment factor is limited. So, if you like somebody and they don't like you back, chances are they won't ever know unless they've paid for the premium feature. <laughs> <laughs> Only $19.95. You're yeah. your, you can be your worst enemy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um... So, yeah, in that respect, if you have a lot of anxiety about approaching people, then this might be a good solution for you. But... If but how many people will you actually approach? Correct. Mm -hmm. um, and is that, is that ultimately self-defeating and, right, discouraging? This cycle than is just continuous. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's the wheel of time. Mm -hmm. Um. This list is a pro on most dating sites. Anyone can message you, but with Tinder, only someone you've liked can make contact, which I appreciate because the thing is, the reason why I don't ever want to pay for a premium with Tinder is because if you haven't liked me back, it doesn't feel like enthusiastic consent. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want you anywhere in my sphere. Um, but how are you going to know that I liked you back unless you pay nineteen ninety five? Oh my God, you're a walking Tinder commercial. <laughs> So enthusiastic, I hope. Uh, very. Um, and so, like, this is why it's so out of step to me to see so many profiles now that are like, go to my Snapchat. I don't pay for premium. Like, why? Why are you doing this to yourself? Just stay on Snapchat. Right. Uh, anyway. So, cons. We've found it's rare for guys to actually start up a conversation once they've matched with you, leaving you with lots of matches and not much else. So I think that I already kind of went into this a little bit, but just because someone matches with you doesn't actually mean that anything is going to come of it, which is why all those stats about like, there have been this many billions of matches made on Tinder don't really mean jack to me mm. because, I mean, has anything come of that? Has there even been a date? Has there even been a conversation? Probably for me, maybe, 
I don't know, what are those? Oh, if, if that. I, I note that they don't track those or give those statistics. Correct. Which I think is very telling. Um, this article says it's still very casually sex focused. Many men are only on Tinder for a quick hookup. So if it's a serious relationship you're after, this app might not be right for you. Now, granted, this article was written in 2014, but what has your impression of Tinder been so far? Are you seeing mostly short-term casual encounters that are being sought after, or are you seeing more long-term? I think I'm seeing about 50-50. Yeah. <clears throat> and the, the folks that are <clears throat> looking for long-term generally have a full bio. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously they have those like they have this kind of widgets selected that they want a long term relationship. Mm-hmm. And for the folks that are open for short, it's their bio is pretty short to the point, sweet to the point. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like I'm seeing a pretty even split. Yeah. At least for me. I mean, demographically, as you as you skew older, I think that gets even more skewed the other way. I I see mostly folks who are. Working on, you know, second divorces who are looking for long term, right? Or I didn't get something out of whatever high school relationship or, you know, college relationship or whatever. I, I, I see a lot of newly divorced educators. Really kind of bizarre. That is an interesting demographic that you've acquired. That's, I mean, and that's not necessarily an unattractive demographic. Yeah. Except for the whole, you know, monogamy thing yeah yeah that is kind of a puts a damper on but they're they're looking for their happily ever after and seeing people who say exactly that yeah um and i wish them all the luck in the world because we all deserve something like that absolutely but it didn't have to be you i wonder about how they're going about doing it i i just yeah when I think of Tinder, I don't think of finding my happily ever after on there. I mean, granted, maybe that's because I was an early adopter to Tinder. And that's really what Tinder We don't have any, like, Tinder Hallmark movies. <laughs> but if you don't play, you can't win. There you go. Um, <laughs> this year on Hallmark, swiped right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mario Lopez. Indeed. Dude, I, 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 I worked on a short film called Swipe Right. It was awesome. Yeah, look at this. Look at us. Interesting. All day. Little did you know that you were going to be reviewing dating apps on a podcast. I'd rather review the short film that I was in. So, <laughs> so um, one of the cons of this article list is it's hard to focus. The game style of Tinder means it's really easy to keep playing and forget about that potty you were messaging yesterday. If you're serious about finding someone, you'll need to stay focused. Have you ever been in a situation, this is mainly, mainly towards Kendi because I know that this is your first foray into dating apps, but have you ever been in a situation where you had so much input from being on a dating app, like you had so many messages, you were juggling so many conversations that maybe you forgot about a conversation or maybe you confused a couple of people? Um, I've never had that many conversations going at one time. I will be completely honest. I have done this. I have absolutely confused two people. 99 plus, really? I know. I know. It's shocking. Um, I mean, you're human. I'm not proud of it. (laughs) And I covered pretty well when it happened. But there was a time where I absolutely confused two dudes that I was talking to. Well, I mean, there you go. Right? That was my mistake. Come on. Right there. Like, I mean. They're dudes. Yeah. Like, start, finish, there, done. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I totally confused like 
I, I can't do day for do be what it was, but like some very specific thing about their life stories. And I was like, Oh, well when you did blah, blah, blah. And, they, and he was like, I didn't do that. I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what? I was reading Jacques Cousteau earlier <laughs> and I just got confused because you're so alike. Right. But again, because of this gamification of, of all of this and being able to juggle all of these things at once, it can lend itself to something like that, right? And so it sort of dehumanizes us a bit, in in my view. I would agree. Liking um, or not liking based on a photo dehumanizes us? I know, what? I know, I know. Um, but the fact that, you know, I, I accidentally interchanged these two, like, very, very unique and individual people, um, I think is pretty testament to the dehumanizing nature of, of these apps. You got caught up in it. I mean, that's it's it's only natural. That's what it's designed to do. It is absolutely designed right. to do that, right? So, any final thoughts on Tinder? Do you want to do you want to do a live login on Tinder and see see what you got? Oh. Gonna, <clears throat> let's see what's happening. Let's see, right. let's see what's happening. Okay. Well, um, I removed men from mine. Good call. Good call. And I have run out of people. So I can go global to see who's around the world. I don't think that's possible for male-aligned people. Yeah, I don't think there's ever going to yeah. be a time where we're not. Oh, this happens to me every single time I use Tinder and set it to women only, is I run out of people. Um, so, yeah, now I'm on global. I don't know how far away this person. Oh, 711 miles away. That seems plausible. Yeah, that's just a quick plane ride. Yeah. Absolutely. If you like each other, you can make it work. Yeah. <laughs> Kendi, tell us about what you're seeing. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of, I'm looking for a long term partner. Uh, I'm seeing my former choir director swiping left. Oh, <laughs> I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing people yes. with this monogamy. I, I, I have, I have yet to run into anyone. This is how it gets yes. real, folks. Yeah, I just, hey, man, you know what? Do you? I'm seeing people. Uh, uh, you know, I'm still figuring it out. That's fantastic. Okay, so in the plus fifties, um, I see a lot of. If you're looking for sex or money, keep on looking. Oh, uh, is is it really? Is the catfishing that bad? Well, I, I love that they have like, they've narrowed it down to two categories: sex or money. Right. I mean, you pay for it one way or the other. <laughs> hey, let's get groceries and make dinner together. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. What is the wink, wink, nudge, nudge about that? Because I see get groceries and make dinner together, and I'm like, yeah, we're gonna make lasagna, right? Monogamy. That's lasagna that has sex. <laughs> that's a that's a heavy meal. I don't know. That's don't you go know to sleep after that. Are. You just nap after that. I didn't say I was gonna have sex with them after I made dinner. Well, it's tender, Jamie. Look, Tinder is revolutionized. It's not all about casual sex anymore, right? Some <laughs> people are looking for long term, like Jennifer here. That I'm, mm. <laughs> I'm sure Jennifer is a very nice woman. Brooke is I'm looking sure for monogamy. That's all, and we're the same zodiac sign, though. But it would never work anyway. I, I, look, I don't want to put two Pisces together. I can do that to myself. I don't want to deal with you dating another Pisces. Look, hey, friends out there, I'm a Pisces. If you are any other water sign, I'm sorry, but we can't do it. Absolutely not. It cannot happen. Absolutely not. For my sanity, because For, I'm the one who ma matters in this. Wow. You know what? You're great. I know. Mm. I know. Earth signs. Carl, how's mm -hmm. it going over there? Um. Yeah. It, it, is, oh. it is going. <laughs> Here for an intentional... I'm so sorry to interrupt you. If you're not done, I will wait. No. Monogamy. 
I'm here for an intentional relationship with someone who loves Jesus. Monogamy. That's not the monogamous we relationship just, I was thinking we about. Just did but, a whole series over yeah, this. Perhaps so, you could like, send him a link to uh, <laughs> the Modern Loving Family podcast. Yeah, we just did a whole series. Dear listener, I did not swipe right. <laughs> okay, I have it set to women only, so please tell me why there is a man up in my feed. Catfish? Sorry. Sorry for any men listening. Um, yeah. Gross. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I've already put Tinder down again. That was as much as I could do. Right. It doesn't get any better. No. Monogamy. I will say, like, I... So, with Field, I had a lot more patience for actually, like, logging on and looking at the profiles and having conversations because I knew that everybody there... Was not monogamous. Yeah. Or at least bent in that direction. Yeah. Right. yeah. Like, it, I was I was preaching to the converted, really. And with Tinder, I have much less patience. I will say that I have one match on Tinder where, like, we've carried on a conversation and it's been really enjoyable so far. I could I could see myself grabbing a coffee with this person. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that's that's probably about the most bandwidth that I have for Tinder. What about you? Do you have any, what conversations do you have going? Literally, I, I, I went through the people that I matched with. And I was like, hey, uh, this is me. Sorry, I didn't respond right away. It was a busy weekend. Blah, 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 blah. Thank you so much. But here, this is who I am. No responses except for one. It's like, hey, I'm sorry about that. My weekend was long too. Other than that, no blips on the radar, okay. which is fine. So we've been on Tinder for, when did y'all download it? Because I've only Tuesday, been on it for like a couple of days. It was sometime last week. I, yeah. I don't know what day it was. Y'all have had it for longer this go around than I have. <laughs> yes. Um, Committed to research, yeah. as we are. Will you keep the app? No. <laughs> okay, good. The, ba- the baby is pro you uh, not not keeping it either, apparently. So why, why are you not keeping the app? Um, <clears throat> I, I don't want to dive deeper into like this need to swipe and see so much. I just mm-hmm. don't have that kind of time yeah. um, to wade through people that I don't think are ever going to connect with me in a way that would either be like friendship level or, or anything else. I just think there's, there's far too many people to wade through that we have opposing life views mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to swipe for 90 minutes just to get to like the, four or five people that you know that's could fair be. Yeah. yeah i mean it's, it's very saturated yeah what about you no <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay um okay i i i have my first like oh just happened oh. right now in real time Whoa. and so when you when you scoot over to start a conversation uh-huh. they immediately hit you with prompts to fucking start the conversation mm-hmm and these are ter- objectively just terrible. Oh, oh, go ahead and hit us with some. Where's your dream destination? Which is one of the better ones. Oh, God. Hey, I see you're into traveling. Are you accepting applications for travel buddies? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed you're into tattoos. Is the pain something you ever get used to? <clears throat> Right, and they let you shuffle through all of these terrible ones until you find one that's less terrible. 
instead of actually starting a real conversation you're with using, a real human being. The AI has looked at their profile and found a couple of keywords. Oh my God. <laughs> That's, I haven't actually seen that like online. I don't know if I just like didn't even You've, you've just it, done it. Or, yeah. Yeah. You're used to just starting conversations. Uh, maybe it's, yeah. I guess. What I hurt know. more, the tattoo or when you fell from heaven? Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm sorry. That I almost want to send that just to see how they see respond. Their you know, it yeah. would be an immediate unmatch for, for me. Yes, good. Anyway. You know what you should just send? Thrender. <laughs> a throwback to our field episode. Hey. Okay, so, so we're not necessarily going to keep Tinder. There's no not necessarily. <laughs> Do you think that you might no. feel differently if we were in a different location? Because I do want to kind of like, I want to kind of caveat. Do you want to keep it? I, I mean, I don't know that that's really a good idea. You're a baby. I want to kind of caveat our reviews of these dating apps of saying, you know, we do live in a rural part of the South. And so we have a very particular demographic that we're having to sort through. Um... So, could you see yourself keeping it if you lived somewhere else, maybe, and the pool was different? Or would that just be too overwhelming? And I think I, I could see myself using it in a different location and limiting my distance parameters. Yeah. To, like, if we lived in a bigger metropolitan area with, you know, a 10 or 15 mile radius, I would definitely see myself doing that rather than, like, you know, whatever their max is for Tinder. Oh yeah. When I was in London, people were like, if your stop isn't on such and such line for the underground, like just forget it. Yeah. (laughs) If the rule of large numbers holds true, Mm -hmm. I assume the cesspool is relatively the same, only larger or smaller in Mm -hmm. various and sundry places. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing that the demographics of usage are probably not terribly dissimilar wherever you go. Yeah. Which makes it a waste of my time personally with my parameters, my my demographics and what I'm looking for. Yeah. God no. I could see like okay, if I lived in a big city and I was really wanting to meet other non-monogamous people who shared the same interests as me, I could see paying for a premium subscription for a short time so that I could see other people around me and and kind of get through my matches that way. But, like, just having this, I mean, just sorting through the hundreds of profiles just really seems like a chore. Um, and I really hate to, like, sound like humanity is a chore. <laughs> right. Um, Most of the people that are out there are not the ones that you're looking correct. for. Correct. Yeah. There's a really narrow set of parameters. And so... Yeah, like I don't, I'm not going to date somebody who's a Trumper. I'm not going to date somebody who's monogamous. And so like the act of having to wade through all of that in a profile, like on these apps is exhausting. Your chances of finding that and finding someone actually worth talking to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So any final thoughts on Tinder? I mean, I, and also I want to caveat this of saying, like, I'm not going to keep this app. This app is a dumpster fire. I'm actively carrying on a conversation of someone that I met through this app. Truly. <laughs> so I do want to, like, have a disclaimer for that because I might actually get a date out of this very short time on Tinder. Um, but I just don't really know if I want to stay on it. So, although apparently the baby thinks I should stay on it. 
the baby is just happy to be here. Oh. She, she's she's just happy to be part of the group. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What can you do? What can you say? We cannot give her scotch. Yeah, no, absolutely. No. Any final thoughts on Tinder? I think Tinder uh, uh, serves a purpose in our society. Uh, I think it is uh, part of a conglomerate that is looking to control how we date. Uh, okay. I don't I don't trust it as far as I can throw it, but I know that it serves a purpose. Do you think that there is like an ideal candidate for Tinder? Who do you think that most who do you think benefits most from something like Tinder? I my first guess would be a you know 25 to 20 20 20 to two, maybe in their 20s single person um are we talking if we're talking about in our area a probably a, a 20 something single white uh person uh that enjoys razorbacks and uh duck hunting <laughs> And I'm glad that you actually brought that up because I will say that the amount of people of color on this app is pretty slim in my experience. I have seen a few POCs, um, but not a lot. I can count on two hands how many I've seen. Yeah. I will say if I, if I worked 60 hours a week, Mm -hmm. right. I could see this as being an outlet. I'm not sure how successful it will be, but as a way to see and try to attempt to connect to people yeah. when I'm not doing that in these 60 hours a week that I'm working, mm-hmm. um, you know, but other than that, no. Yeah. Well, what app are we going to review next? Oh, what's in, you know, the, in the conglomerate of, uh, say, what else does match. Uh, so you know. match has Tinder hinge match.com. Okay. Cupid. And there's also black.com or I guess black is this for black singles. And then Chispa is for Latino, uh, our Latino community. Okay. Yeah. But then there's some international ones on here. Apparently the second largest market for Tinder is Japan. Uh-huh. Really? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear, yeah. all of these statistics are fascinating. It, mm-hmm. It's it's wonderfully terrifying. <laughs> so there's there's like at least nine within our country that we can use just in the match group. Wow. Set. Wow. I don't know how I. I'm feeling very conflicted. So, dear listener, <laughs> if you are part of the corporate machine that's pushing Tinder, <laughs> and you want us to give some more money into your stockholders' purses. Just suggest one of those apps off of the match group. Yeah, if there's a particular app you want us to review, go ahead and jump in our inbox. Or if you don't want to necessarily be on the record, remember that on our link tree we have a way to leave anonymous questions. So, once again, we are the Modern Loving Family. You can check us out on Linktree to view how to listen to this podcast on all platforms that you can listen to podcasts on. You can also access our Cash App if you want to leave us a little tip. Because, as we've said before, this podcast is not free. You've got to pay for that Tinder premium subscription somehow. Well, they've got Tinder Gold and Platinum. Oh. Oh. Like, it's real. If you want us to review Tinder Platinum, you got to give us those coins, y'all. My God. So, tune in next time where we're going to review another dating app that we have yet to decide. In the meantime, I, I need a palate cleanser. Something. A palate cleanser? Yeah, I'm I need not something sure that else. There, that there is a palate cleanser in this equation. Okay. <laughs> I have resigned myself to that. In the meantime, everyone, stay safe, stay, stay well, and we will see you next time. All the best. Bye, y'all.